When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone! Welcome to a Spice Chaos Minisode! Ooh, it's Minisode time! These Minisodes are the tiniest of our episodes, and this is when we read you back the stuff that you have written to us throughout the week. Over there, that <laughs> girl is Caitlin from Creating in Chaos. And that lovely lady over there is Leanne from Spiced Plans. How have you been, Caitlin? I, well, oh, don't ask me that right now. <laughs> My yes, kids. it is late. We are tired. The kids oh, are up and down. <laughs> they are. It's like they can sense it. I know we're talking about parenting wins today, but like I swear, whenever I have something to do, I feel like my kids are like, oh, it's time to like be on our like our primo like behavior right now yes and I I was definitely feeling that earlier because I as I was waiting in my in my bed for our time to record to come um I was watching an episode of Malcolm in the Middle yes yes and my oldest Daniel came in and said can I watch Malcolm in the Middle with you for a little while (laughs) no and <laughs> but then he curled up next to me and like was snuggly and oh. I was just like okay you can watch until the end of this episode and then you have to go because I have a podcast to make mama has to work <laughs> that's great that's very cute <laughs> I know and he's like you have to work tonight and I was like I have to work every night that's right <laughs> so much so much happens after you fall asleep you don't even <laughs> understand yep exactly. so and they don't realize how lucky they are they really to just, don't. To just get to go to bed. To have to go to uh, bed. Right? I take back every nap I ever refused in my in my childhood. Yeah, you were telling me the other day that you were tired. Did you get to take a nap? No. I have this thing where I cannot turn my brain off in the afternoon. So naps don't ever happen for me. But that's like self-inflicted. So you don't have to feel bad for me. Okay. Well, I do because I'm a napper. Yeah, I wish I could be a napper. I used to be a napper before, like, I had kids and a husband and all the things. But every time I lay down for an afternoon nap, I'm like, oh, I have this to do, and I could be doing this, and I could be doing this instead. And then it's just like, oh, fine, whatever. I'll just wake up. Oh, see, and I'm just the opposite. I'm like, oh, I need to be doing this, but you know what? (laughs) I'm going to take this nap instead. (laughs) (laughs) I can't do it. Well, and today my nap happened so late that I, when I woke up, I was like super disoriented because <laughs> when I went to sleep, it was light outside. And when I woke up, it was dark. And I was oh, like, what bad. day is it? What time is it? Where am I? Do I need to get ready for work? <laughs> oh my gosh. Did I miss it? And I like grabbing at my phone, like t- expecting to see like 40 text messages from you. Like, where are you? We're supposed to be recording. <laughs> Which you but, did have <laughs> because I was trying to talk to you. 
I know, but then it was like 7.45 here, and I realized, you know, it was still about 48 hours before we were going to make the podcast, and I had a lot of time to get some other stuff done. So... so I um yeah I know so I cleaned up my bedroom do you ever have to do that just clean your room that's the worst I feel bad every time I make my kids do it because I don't do it I just I don't understand how I'm still such a child I know like who really trusted me to raise these tiny people and like to own a house and stuff I know or to be a teacher like sometimes I sit there in my classroom and think (laughs) someone has trusted me with the lives of these like almost grown kids. I know. And like, I'm supposed to be guiding you. Like what? I am not a good influence. <laughs> I know. But if, if they were to actually see like the way that I live, sometimes right. I look or sometimes I look around my bedroom, like the room that is supposed to be like the most adult, beautiful. There are some people that just have beautiful adult master bedrooms. I know. Who are mm. these people? And they're and not there's... like grandparents. I know. And then there's me who has, you know, well, this corner is for this laundry and this corner is for this laundry. And, Mm. you know, I have at times gotten it like really, really clean. Yes. And I think, okay, this time I'm going to keep it this way. I'm not going to bring 12 drinks up here. (laughs) I think the same thing. Although I will say half of it is not my fault because as much as I love my sweet husband, if he if he lived alone, that man would be a hoarder. He would have like things everywhere. So half of it is not my fault. Well, we are we are just like months away from having to buy a new mattress. Ooh, we have um, the best mattress that we overpaid for. Well, we have got a really old mattress and I'm fine. Like I don't have back problems or anything bothering me sleeping here. I mm-hmm. my bed is one of my favorite places. Mm-hmm. My husband, on the other hand, has a back problem, and our bed irritates him. Oh, it interesting. irritates his back. So he'll start up here mm-hmm. and then not be able to sleep, and he'll go downstairs to the living room, and he'll sleep on the couch. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of gotten to where it's just my room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's only here on special occasions. Yep. That's how it used to be when I was nursing Harrison. Like for two years during that time, I literally slept in a recliner. So it was like the kids even called it daddy's room in there. (laughs) Oh, see, and the kids, the kids kind of feel the same way because as much as my husband tries to come up here and be in the bed, you know, Mm -hmm. he just, it just kills his back. So we were talking the other day and he was like, I would really like to sleep in a bed again. Mm-hmm. And he said, maybe we should buy a new mattress and try it and see if that will help my back. Because apparently he doesn't have back problems sleeping on the couch, mm-hmm. which I am just the opposite. If I'm going to sleep on a couch, I'm going to wake up like all kinds of stiff <laughs> and a mess. And I, I can't sleep on a couch. I, these people that sleep on couches, like, how do they do it? I actually really like to sleep on our couch. Our couch is like eight feet long, though, and it's like super plush. So it's, okay. my, it's one of my favorite places. Well, my favorite place is my bed, and I do everything from here, except now that I have this YouTube channel that I'm trying so hard to maintain, I don't plan in my bed anymore. Oh, do you plan somewhere else now? Yeah, I have to plan. Well, I mean, I write in my planner in the bed. Mm -hmm. So, like, the actual planning part, I guess, I still do in the bed. I have 
planners that I keep by the bed that I write in only at nighttime when it's just me in here. But when I'm actually stickering my planner, I'm doing that on camera. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, I used to bring sticker books in here and sticker my planner at night, like in bed. And it was kind of like my therapeutic me time. Uh And now, I mean, I don't I don't sticker in bed because there's all of my spreads get filmed. Right. Yeah. I mean, you could do the wax paper trick. Do you know that one? Oh, where I like would would plan it out on the wax paper and then have it ready for myself when I was filming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard of that, but I just maybe I it's haven't... not a wax paper. Maybe it's a different type. I don't know. Oh yeah, I don't know, but I've I haven't I have at times gotten my stickers ready, but mm-hmm. didn't know where I was going to put them. Gotcha. Yeah, that's that's a good way to do it. Yeah, like I just had like a piece of wax paper that had all of my stickers that I was going to use on there that I had already chosen from all 14 books. And then... <laughs> no, who are these was, people that use one book at a time? Oh, well, that's me now. Like most of the time when I make a plan with me, I'm in one book. Oh my gosh, I cannot do it. Yeah, I can. So, um, all right. Well, I guess we should do what we're here to do. <laughs> I know. Let's read these. Let's read these responses. Yes. And today's topic is parenting wins. What <laughs> have you been doing right? Not... This is not the time for us to talk about when our kids were crazy or when we did something silly or when we felt bad about ourselves as bombs. This is a time to actually ring our bells. Yep, because there is so much of that mom guilt going on out there. Oh, it's terrible. I feel like, I really do feel like that, that's, that society makes us feel bad about almost everything. I know, it's so tough. So that's why we thought that it would be nice if we just opened up the floor for people to like kind of toot their own horn and say, this is what I did right. So we're going to read some of those. And then Caitlin and I are going to tell you what we're doing right, because this is our show and we get to talk about ourselves. I know we never (laughs) contribute because you guys are sending us some good stories, but we thought we'd share ours this time. Yes, because I am definitely winning at the parenting game all the time, and I feel like that I should toot my own horn. But well, at least one of us is. Well, no, there are definitely times that I'm not winning, but we're not talking about that today. <laughs> no, we're not. Nope, we're not talking about that today. We're only talking about the good stuff. So I think it's my turn to go first. Yep, you're up. Okay, so let me go ahead and pull up the very first DM. And today, our first DM comes from Renee B. Creates. Yeah. Hey, Renee. Um, But she did not write us a novel this time. Her last one was super awesome and long and very, like, detailed. Detailed. Yeah. Yes. And this one is just like, hey, guys, here's the thing. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) So, okay. She says, I keep forgetting to send you stories. And I'm just like, well... You got to send us some stories. Um, mm-hmm. She said, my parenting win is when my daughter made me a Mother's Day card this past May, and I'm not even her own mother. Oh, that's sweet. I know. And that is so cute. And I thought, you know, you have to let us share this because she said, you don't have to read this on the podcast. I don't know if you've already recorded, you know, like she was just saying, I just wanted for you to know that this is when I felt good as a parent. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, you need to let us share it because bonus 
families and, you know, mixed families and, you know, all the step parenting and everything, it's a really tough, it can be a really tough situation. Yeah, I know my cousin is a step parent and like it has just been such a rough road. It's it's hard for her though because the bio mom isn't always very supportive to her and so the kids are getting like double messaging essentially. Okay. And like the bio mom like goes out of her way to make things harder and wants to be like the cool mom. And so then my cousin is like the enforcer and, you know, her kids are teenagers. And so that leaves a bad taste in their mouth. So I definitely, definitely send all the love to all of you bonus moms and that kind of thing. It's, it is a rough road out there for you guys. Well, that is a tough situation because then you have the mom who, you know, of course, my first instinct is to say, you're supposed to be the one that's cracking down because you're yeah. the mom. Mm-hmm. And she you think is, <laughs> yes, but instead she's being super chill and super cool yep. and making the stepmom do all the hard work. Like that's, mm-hmm. that, that is not, that is not cool to me. Yeah. I, I feel like that if you, no matter what happens and look, everyone's relationship is totally different. It's not like, it's not like I have any understanding of what it's like to be married to like a complete horrible person and have to get out and, you know, you have to get a divorce and all of these kinds of things. Right. Like, we're not I don't, meant I don't, to be married to like a horrible person, but just things to not like work out and then to try to have to co-parent after that. Exactly. Having to figure out how to co-parent with someone that you are no longer married to is not right. terrain that I've had to, you know, navigate before. So I have no, I can't say anything. Um, but of course I'm going to, uh, <laughs> but I just think, yeah, I mean, I just think that, you know, that would be so hard already to try to figure out how to co-parent. But then when you add in, you know, the bonus parent, mm-hmm. like everyone needs to be working together to raise the kids and to make right. sure that everyone's vision for how they're raised is, is on the same page. And just, I just, I think that it definitely says something about Renee that mm-hmm. she has such a great relationship with her stepkids, her bonus yeah. children, um, and that, you know, they live together and love each other so much. And I say, um, good for you for getting that Mother's Day card. I mean, Heck I don't yeah. think I got a Mother's Day card last year for my own two children, and I made them. <laughs> I think I only got one from Harrison because his preschool teacher made it. <laughs> oh, yes. When they're in preschool, they do make them do yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, my husband is very good about treating me nice on Mother's Day, but I just, you know, I can't, I have no memory of of this last one. So good job, Renee. Good job. You're doing something right over there, up there in Canada. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So who do you have? I have the one, the only, the Kimmy plans. Oh, Kimmy. Okay. I have to shout out to Kimmy because I would not have made it home from my long trip to Fairfax (laughs) without her. Oh my gosh. Kimmy is the best. I love her. We talked on the phone for two hours of my, what ended up being an eight hour drive. Mm-hmm. Yes, and she was wonderful. So, what does she say? Kimmy says, uh, "My son was diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder slash OCD at three years old. He was nonverbal. I spent many tireless years researching and working with doctors and schools to help him cope with speech, social skills, education. By first grade, he was verbal, reading at an advanced level, and mainstreamed in school. Every year, he is needing less and less special services. Every year, he has exceeded all his goals." Now, as a junior in high school, he is a, quote, regular kid 
who is striving to go to college. He does still see a resource specialist, but his future looks very bright. We have been told yearly at his IEP meetings that if it weren't for me and my husband, my son probably would not have achieved all he has so far. Hashtag parenting win. And a side note, my husband and I are avid Beatles fans. Hashtag old AF. (laughs) (laughs) And Julian, named after John Lennon's son, knows not only all the words to all songs, but can also tell which Beatle wrote which song just by the music. There is a difference. And then she has, wait for it, she has a funny add-on. You ready for it? Uh, yes, I'm ready. Okay. So she says, on your last podcast, you talked about screen time. The only reason my son was able to read at such an advanced pace, closed caption on the TV. And then lots of good emojis after that. If now, they see, see, there is something good about the screen. Right? And then she says, if they got to stare at it, may as well learn to read. We finally shut off closed caption when he was seven and reading at a fifth grade level. <laughs> That's awesome. Nice. And see, we still have the closed captioning on at our house. Like, we just leave it on all the time. Yeah, that's a great idea. Well, I mean, if they're going to be sitting in front of the TV all the time, they might as well be reading. Right, exactly. Like, force your kids to read. Right. Well, that is amazing. I love that. Uh, I love that story. Oh, that's so good. Yay, Kimmy. I just want to give you all the hugs. You are, that is definitely a parenting win. I was going to say, that is for sure a parenting win because, you know, there there are parents, I think, that, you know, it's almost like too overwhelming, you know, when they get a diagnosis like that to not just hit it head on. Totally. And, you know, obviously, there are a lot of parents out there who Mm -hmm. have received those kind of diagnoses and have hit it head on and still haven't had the same level of. I don't want to say success or their child hasn't reached the levels that her Julian has. Mm-hmm. That's not saying that they're not, you know, hitting the situation head on or that they're not, you know, winning as parents either. But right. Cause every is, kid is different too. Every, yes, every kid is different. And that's why it's a spectrum. I mean, let's be honest. Totally. That's, yeah. that's why, that's why they call it that. And, but, but, you know, it is a testament to her as a mom that he is where he is developmentally and a junior in high school. I had no idea that Kimmy had a junior in high school. I know. Oh my gosh. She looks way too young to have a junior. in high She school. really does. Oh my goodness. She really does. Oh, so that was awesome. Kimmy. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks girl. All right. Next up. I have rose gold plans. Ooh, fancy. And she tried to act like she was kidding, but I went ahead and let this go. She sent me the cutest picture of herself with her cat. Aww. And she said, does parenting a fur baby count? Totally. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, Rose Gold Plans, whose name is? (laughs) It doesn't say. Oh, well, let us know your name in the DMs. Yes. So we're going to call you Rose. Um, (laughs) All right. Um, (laughs) So... This picture of you and your cat, you look adorable. Your cat looks a little psychotic. I mean, I, I, I'm, tell- yeah, I'm looking at it too. Yes. Um, the cat does not look like it wants to have its picture taken. <laughs> oh. Let's just put it that way. So, but you are adorable. And here's what she says. She said, I'm totally kidding. I'm not a mom. And I know that raising kids is no joke and nothing like a kitty, obviously. And then she said, I'm excited to hear the parenting moments. And I said, well, has there ever been a moment when you felt like you were a great cat mom? 
like I did this litter box right or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, I found a laser pointer on Amazon that's rechargeable so it can't run out of batteries <laughs> and they can taste it and yes. click at it um, to their heart's desire. And she thinks that that's pretty awesome. And I think that that's pretty awesome too, because I'm telling you, Amazon for the parenting win, whether it's fur babies or regular babies, because right. they have some amazing products over there, not sponsored by Amazon at all. But <laughs> Oh my gosh, could you imagine? Sponsored by you, Amazon. Oh my God. But you guys know how much Caitlin and I shop on Amazon. So I'm telling you, a rechargeable laser pointer. I think that, that might actually work with kids too. I'm going to look into that. Yes, that is awesome. And when she, when she told me that, I was like, oh, I'm totally reading this on the show. Like you... <laughs> Yes. We yes. So if you are a cat mom out there, we love you and think that you are still a great parent. So why don't you go ahead and find the rechargeable laser pointer so that you can have a parenting win like Rose Gold Plans did? Because I think that that is definitely a parenting win. Sometimes those pet parents, like I used to be a pet parent, and sometimes being a pet owner, pet parent, whatever you want to call it, is harder than parenting a human child. I would say. Yes. And it really just depends. Okay. Because there's sometimes that you're parenting your pets is easier than parenting your kids. Mm-hmm. And then other times it's the other way around. I mean, for instance, you can't just leave your baby in the crate and go to the movies. <laughs> right. But they can, when they get old enough, they can tell you what they want, what hurts, if they're hungry, that kind of thing. Your pet can never tell you verbally. those. Kind exactly. Of- exactly. And you have to clean up after that pet's poo-poo. It's entire life. Like never, unless you have one of those super cool cats that learns how to go to the toilet, like in that movie. (laughs) Right. Oh, Meet the Parents. That was the movie, Meet the Parents, where the cat went to the toilet, like on the toilet. Like the cat (laughs) went to the bathroom on the toilet. Um, Yeah, unless you have that kind of pet, you are cleaning up after that pet for its entire life. It's never like when you have a child who eventually learns to go to the bathroom in the toilet and to throw up in the toilet and you know, all of these things. <laughs> so the toilet. Oh God. Well, I mean, seriously, when you, have you ever woken up in the middle of the night to the sound of your cat throwing up? Right. Yes. And to my toddler and my funny story, my toddler, when he, right before he pukes, he coughs. So I get like a little bit of a warning and I like know <laughs> the cough and I'm like, Oh no, we must go oh, no. back to the toilet. <laughs> But see, eventually, now, okay, Harrison is four, so let's give him a break. Yeah, like, <laughs> but that's eventually, warning. It's like an earthquake advance warning notice. Y- yes, it, exactly. But see, eventually, he'll be able to just go to the bathroom himself. Uh, and I still hold Delilah's hair back, and she's 12. Well, I'm not saying that you're not going to be there for them. I'm <laughs> saying that they're going to make it to the toilet. Right. <laughs> That's true. The cat is not. Like, the cat, you're lucky if you get to pick the cat up and move it from the carpet to the linoleum before it pukes. Hairballs. And that's not just puke, the hairballs, too. Oh, yeah. Man. So, I'm telling you, pet parents, you are always, like, making excuses <laughs> as why your life is not... <laughs> As, as hard as ours, but I'm telling you, like, I'm going to be cleaning up after those dogs for the rest of their lives. My kids have their bathroom activities down to a science, oh and God. I do not need to help with that anymore. But with the dogs, I'm still helping out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so there's definitely a difference, but thank you, Rose. We'll just call you Rose. Oh, Rose, um, th- thank, you. thank you for that. Yes, I think that that um, is a great parenting win. 
And maybe your cat doesn't want you to take pictures. I mean, <laughs> when I'm looking at this picture, uh, it doesn't look like the cat was super happy to be photographed. Oh, but that's fantastic. you are adorable. So All who right. do you have next? I got Nicole. Nicole Lynch. All right. Let's hear it. All right. And she says, ladies, love the podcast so much. Thank you very much. Thank um, you. <laughs> I just discovered it. Thanks to an Instagram planner. I love Dana of Magical Plants. Well, we love her, too. Oh, we do. <laughs> and has a friend of the show. <laughs> she is. I know. We got to get her on the show. For sure. <laughs> and have been listening to all the episodes while at work. My parenting rock star story is not about me, but my husband. Oh, that's, oh, that's sweet. <laughs> That's so sweet. She said, sorry for the length, but I just want to impress how amazing I find my husband with all he has to deal with. Oh, I uh, love this. No. All right. So our husbands better be taking notes. Uh, yeah. Andy, do you listen to this show? I kind of hope he doesn't. I, no, I think I, uh, Brian probably does. I think he does. Okay. Oh, well then. Hi, Brian. You're awesome. <laughs> okay. But take notes. Um, okay. So she says, we have been married for a year and a half and have a 12-week-old son. Ooh, she is in the trenches right now. Oh, my gosh. I can't <laughs> even imagine. <laughs> she said, my pregnancy was a difficult one due to some health issues that made it impossible for me to have a natural home birth, have the natural home birth I wanted, and instead go under general anesthesia for a C-section. Ooh. That's intense. Yeah, that is intense. Well, I lost so much blood. I had to have a major infusion and afterwards the doctors cautioned me against any more children and recommended a hysterectomy. Wow. Oh, that's heartbreaking. Totally. But there is always, you know, adoption, foster care, all of that good stuff out there. Of course. Yes. All right. So she says, so here we are 12 weeks later and my husband has kept it all together with a wife with mild PPD, postpartum depression mm -hmm. and a son with a club foot. Oh, wow. wow, baby. They have so much going on right now. Oh, my gosh. Okay, let's hear how awesome husband is. So yes. her, she says, my husband has been a rock star parent for the last few months, but especially today when he handled our son's boot fitting all alone an hour away from home. Our son screamed and cried for hours. Aww. Oh, he's I still know. crying as I write this. And not once did my husband get mad or upset or freak out. He was calm and gentle and soothed our son. I want to give a shout out to him and the other dads like him that don't shy away from the hard stuff and instead are there for their kids and partner. We need more dads like this in the world and we should celebrate the ones we have. Thanks again for the great podcast. You girls are great fun to listen to and I look forward to many more episodes. Nicole. Oh my gosh. I feel like crying <sighs> a little bit. I know that is a lot. Am I allowed to cry on the show? You can like, let it go. <laughs> oh my gosh he sounds amazing and their little baby 12 I weeks know. old oh my gosh 12 weeks yeah that's a little new baby that is that's what like three months old yeah that's that's oh. a tiny little new baby oh so sweet I know oh my gosh and to have a little club foot I know oh but awesome rock star dad moment like oh that's awesome I love that Yes, well, it sounds to me like that, Nicole, you and your husband are both rock star parents. I know, right? The C-section under general anesthesia, I'm assuming you're still recovering because that's a yeah. big deal. That would be so scary to be yeah. under, to have to go all the way under. I mean, mine was local anesthesia when I had my two, but my goodness. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Oh. And I have not had a C-section, so I don't know that road. 
oh, well, it's, it's difficult surgery. Um, yeah, I've heard. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of people who talk about C-section moms as like, we took some kind of easy way out because we no. didn't push the baby out. There is no easy way out when you're a mother. <laughs> there's no easy way to give birth. Like I know it's got to come out and there's got to be a hole happening somewhere. <laughs> I'm sorry, but all of the holes are too small for the baby. Let's just be honest. I mean, <laughs> There's just no way that once you get a baby in there that it's going to come out comfortably. Like, it's just not. So, I have, have a really good epidural. <laughs> but, but still, even then, it, like, ravages your your insides and your body is all... The aftercare. That is the worst. Yes. My parenting win. And it's funny that tonight is the night that I'm going to talk about this because you're having so much difficulty in this area right now. Oh, okay. Um, Okay, so I feel like that my parenting rock star win was and always has been that I gave my children the gift of sleep. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, what I, what I mean by that is that when they were tiny, tiny little babies, I, was, I made it very clear to my husband that they needed to learn how to put themselves to sleep. Mm-hmm. There was none of this like, laying them down gently in the crib and hoping that they don't wake up while I creep out the room. Like it was, <laughs> it was always like if, if, if one of my children woke up after we finished nursing and I put them back in the bed, mm-hmm. I left them awake in their bed. Oh yeah, that's good. And they had to like soothe themselves back to sleep. Now I know that there's a lot of people that don't really believe in cry it out and we didn't have to do a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And there are some children that just can't like I, I've got friends whose children don't didn't, you know, do well with cried out because they would cry until they like threw up. Yeah, that would be Harrison. Mr. Stubborn literally would would cry until I came back in there. Like it wouldn't just be five minutes and then go to sleep. He would he was incessant. But <laughs> this kid is relentless with everything. He will ask me the same question over and over and over till he gets the answer he wants. So it's, I think, just built into his personality. <laughs> Right. So I know that some of this is not all me, mm-hmm. but I'm telling you, my daughter didn't sleep through the night consistently until she was 18 months old. Uh-huh. I think that's about, yeah, Harrison was about two also. So now my son, on the other hand, was sleeping through the night consistently at seven weeks. Yep. That was Delilah. Six weeks. Yep. It was very quick, very easy. He just learned to go to sleep in his bed. I consider that my parenting win. Perfect. Yep. So anyway... What is your story? Do you have a parenting win? I do. My kids, if you don't know, uh, my oldest is 12 and my youngest is four. And so that gives them eight years apart. So Delilah was eight when Harrison was born. And I honestly, I was kind of nervous about how the age gap was going to go because she was so much older than him. Um, so it was an adjustment. So some backstory also is that Delilah was the first everything. She was our first child, but she was also my parents and Brian's family first, like grandchild, niece, um, everything. Like she was the, she's the one, (laughs) she's the oldest one (laughs) of everything. And so I thought that, you know, having to share her time and, you know, it it turned out to be true was going to be a difficult adjustment for her. Um, She's also kind of a creature of habit, like her mother. So she doesn't, she doesn't adapt to change as well as some kids, um, which is fine. I'm totally the same way. But uh, so when we first brought Harrison home, it was a big adjustment for all of us, obviously a newborn (laughs) 
rocks your world. But Delilah yes. was just having like some, she was having some behaviors and like she was getting jealous and stuff. Um, and it, it had just been kind of a long road. So fast forward to when Harrison's like two and a half, we get bunk beds <clears throat> and we put them both in the same room just because it's the setup of our house. And Delilah was only, I guess she was 10, 11 at that time. So we weren't quite sure we wanted her to go downstairs because that's where our third bedroom area would be. So we weren't quite sure if we wanted her to move down there. And so we put them in bunk beds. Fast forward like another six months, we talked to her and we were saying, you know, you could move into this basement space or you could stay in the bunk beds with your brother. And <laughs> backstory again, we had done a lot of like groundwork and relationship building with them and stuff. And she chose to stay in the room with her brother because she liked his company at night and didn't want to be alone. So we went from having like lots of behaviors and like adjusting to like a little brother to her really wanting to be close with him and like build that relationship with him. So that's my parenting win. Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. Yeah. <clears throat> and I mean, <laughs> tonight it went a little too far. <laughs> they've been they've been trying to sleep in each other's beds <laughs> and it caused some caused some disruptions tonight. <laughs> but other than that, like they really do enjoy each other and get along pretty well. Well, that is great because mine don't. <laughs> well, I mean, no. they definitely have their moments. And I feel like lately, since it's been colder, like they've been picking at each other a little bit more. But overall, I feel like she's a really good positive influence on him. And I, I just love it. I think they're very sweet together. Oh, well, and I know that, you know, you saying that you were nervous about the age difference. I, I think that, you know, for me, I would have I, if I had it to do again, I might've put more distance between the two of them because mine are so close together that it's almost like two kids that are the same age. Yeah. So, oh my, well, I think that, that, that the parenting wins have been fantastic. And of course, yep. just like we always say, this episode is not as many as we thought it was going to be. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> that editing ahead of her. Yes. Yeah. But I do want to say thank you to the to the folks that have gone over to the Patreon. Yes, we did crack open that Patreon. We sure did. And I know that um, it was kind of, um, we, we didn't really do like a formal announcement that we were going to have a Patreon. We just kind of did it. And then we did a hot mess live stream. <laughs> and then our live stream was a mess. There was a lot of technical difficulties and me uh. just like sitting there staring at the screen. And then my phone died <laughs> and just all kinds of stupid stuff happened. <laughs> and technically we didn't get that live done and then heather was doing her live at the same time so there was probably 488 people over there on heather's <laughs> and like you know 10 on ours which is fine because heather's Good, announcing yeah. her box so they should be over there not over listening to us but right you know i we get our time twice a week so we need to just be be happy with the time that we get so anyway if you don't know yet i know that monday's episode we did mention that we were starting the patreon we have started our Patreon and it has a lot of different levels. So anything that you feel comfortable with, there is a space for everyone. Uh -huh. And you can find it at patreon.com slash spiced chaos podcast. Whoop, whoop. Super easy, super easy to find and lots of stuff coming over there. And I have decided, Caitlin, that we need to add the After Dark episode to the $10 tier. Don't Heck you think? Heck yeah, we do. Heck yeah. So eventually, probably within the next couple of weeks, 
we will be releasing an After Dark episode once a month over there mm-hmm. on the Patreon, um, where we do crack open some drinks and like really get get down really and get, dirty, get down and dirty. Ooh. <laughs> so rated you know, R, be, you're gonna have to show your ID. Yes, that's right. Or pay the ten dollars, and we'll trust that you are of age. Um, (laughs) so there's many different levels of the Patreon and I want to thank everyone who's already gone over there to support us because that is definitely how the show is going to be made better. I can't promise that, um, Caitlin and I will be better. Nope. We will be probably worse. Yeah, we will be, (laughs) we will be the same, (laughs) but the quality, the sound quality might be better. We might actually get to um, meet each other in person and record in person. I think that we're going to do a lot with, um, our go wild time. Oh my gosh, it's going to be so fun. Hashtag yes, me. but most of our Go Wild footage will be Patreon only. Oh, yes. Yeah, so Caitlin, where can they find me? Oh, pop quiz time. Okay, so <laughs> they can find you at Spice Plans on Instagram, Spice yep. Plans on the YouTube, and then all over our Spice Chaos Instagram and over here on the podcast. And That's right. You got it. You did it. Yes. You and did it. So where can they find me? Oh, okay. Um, I have it written down and wasn't even, I'm still not prepared. <laughs> okay. So you can find Caitlin at YouTube, on YouTube, around and about YouTube. That's right. Um, she is Creating in Chaos on YouTube, and it is a fantastic channel. And it's one of my favorites. And I say that not in like a it's one of the things that I put on when I'm going to sleep at night because you're boring. I put it on because you relax me. Oh, you're so sweet. Yeah. So I'll put that on um, sometimes when I'm going to bed at night, just because, you know, listening to you plan is relaxing for me. Um, Mm -hmm. You can also find her on Instagram at creating a chaos underscore official. (laughs) She is so official over there. No, because someone else had my Instagram handle. (laughs) No, I love it. I think I I don't want you to ever change it. I love it so much. I need to take Um, out the underscore apparently. And then of course she is here on the spice chaos podcast, Instagram. She's around on the podcast and she has her own Patreon. What is your Patreon address? Uh, It's this creating in chaos backslash Patreon backslash you know, just search up creating in chaos once you get to the Patreon page. <laughs> oh, okay. So you would go to patreon.com slash creating in chaos. That's the one. Oh, okay. Perfect. So <laughs> thanks for helping a sister out. I've lost my brain cells at this point. It's okay. So she gives out all kinds of fun, happy mail and has all kinds of extra content and stuff over there on her Patreon. So if you're not looking at that, then you definitely should go ahead and do that. Yeah. Come on over. So, I'm going to go ahead and say that this was a mini-sode that was a maxi-sode. <laughs> With wings. <laughs> this mini-sode had wings for sure. <laughs> so thank you, everyone, for listening. Caitlin, do you have anything else for these folks? I don't. I just love your faces, and we'll see you next time. Bye, friends. Yep. Bye. Bye.